0: How's it going everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is a drummer, a music marketing expert and the founder of musicianmonster.com, an informational platform for artists to help them build successful careers. The platform offers a free download of its music branding cheat sheet, which you can find at musicianmonster.com brand. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Wilna is on the Break the Business Podcast. Hey Greg. What's up, Brian? How you doing, man? It's I'm doing very, very well. Long time no talk. I think I was on your podcast like a week ago, but I'm glad we're keeping the conversation going. This is fantastic, and I'm so excited to share your insights with the listeners. Ever since I spoke with you before, I wanted to have you on my show. I'm glad you made time for it.
1: Well, thanks for inviting me, dude. I was really excited
0: to come on and just chat with you some more, and then you know just uh, continue the conversation. Right on. And among the reasons why I want to have you on the show Greg in addition to everything you're doing with musician monster which I think is exciting is I feel like your life just fits the philosophy of this program because a big theme of what we try to encourage on this podcast is the value in going your own way living your life on your own terms not feeling like you have to do things the way everyone else has done them before and so You live your life by that motto, it seems, every single day. You definitely don't follow the same path that everybody else follows. You dropped out of college to start your own business. That's super successful. You sold your house, and now you travel the world. You do your job from basically anywhere you can find an internet connection. Is it empowering for you to have blazed your own trail in life like this?
1: Yeah, you know, if somebody was to ask me, you know, what's something that, you know, would probably define if there's a way I could define kind of my life so far, it's, you know, going my own way. Um, and you know, that could be kind of scary in the beginning, but, uh, you know, once you kind of start to trust yourself and you see yourself follow through and take action, um, you know, you really, when people try to tell you what you ought to do, you know, it it almost becomes kind of funny. So I think that that's, um, Weighing what people, you know, what I want to do against what other people think and then making my own decision. And yeah, dude, definitely go my own way and defining my own happiness by what I want instead of what other people think I ought to want or or should do is definitely something that has given me a lot of freedom and helped me kind of feel that I'm coming in to live the life, you know, that I was born to live. So.
0: Well, for every one of the listeners that's listening to this podcast and wants to realize their full potential as an independent artist, every single one of them is going to have to have that moment in their life if they haven't had it already where they say, I'm going to go my own way. I'm not going to follow the path. And I think a big part of that has to be sort of silencing the little voice in your head that says you have to do it the way everybody else has done it. What are you doing? There's nobody over on that side of the trail and I'm sure for you, you must have had that moment in your life where that little voice was telling you that, and maybe still tells you that sometimes. How do you shut that voice up? Um,
1: by defining what you want for yourself, I think, because you know, there's always going to be fear there. There's always going to be the people in the background who are, you know, going to be saying, who are going to, first of all, saying you're going to fail, watching and hoping that you're going to fail. Uh, and I think one of the reasons is because when somebody has the confidence to go their own way, I think people subconsciously, um, are kind of envious of that person, you know, so they want to see that people person fail so they can justify their decision to stay in their comfort zone and do, and not, and not do the thing that's most important to them. So when you make the decision that you're going to ascend and you're going to go your own way and reach your potential, um, making that decision, um, is probably the hardest thing to do. And then once you do it, you know, it's very, it's very freeing because there's no plan B then, you know, and then it becomes a matter not a matter of if, you know, but, but kind of when, because you've made that decision and you've committed, you know, you've committed to
0: that. That's an interesting perspective. I, it didn't even occur to me until now, but I bet a lot of the resistance that you face from others when you blaze your own path is just their own enviousness talking because you're by, you know, you having the courage to strike out on your own and do something different. All those other people have to confront the fact that they didn't make that decision and they have to sort of face that. And so they sort of take it out on you. Wow. That's, that's crazy. And so interesting. Uh, I appreciate that perspective. And along the way, as you built this, Uh, built your career and built musician monster, you have really emphasized wanting to help artists promote their brand. And so I want to talk to you about branding. This is something that's so important for artists. We emphasize it a lot on this podcast because the music industry these days is so saturated. Branding can help you stand out. And one of the things that you've emphasized in your talks about branding is making sure that your brand matches well with the sound of your music. I thought that was interesting. What what do you what does that look like in practice? Yeah, so
1: it's interesting. So a lot when a lot of people talk about branding music, and even in some of the things that I say, we know we think about the sounds, um, but really it's more about the effect that the sound has in the real world, or the feeling that the sound creates in the person listening to it, and that's more kind of what branding I think is all about. Because if you try to brand sound specifically, and you're focused on the way that your your music sounds to try to translate that into pictures and images. It's, you know, sound is abstract, you know, right? So it's really hard to make that connection visually. So what you need to do is you need to think about ways to translate that abstractness to visuals and, and images and graphics. And the way that you need to start doing that is by thinking about the result that the sound has and the person who's listening to it. And then what happens is you can start picturing where that person might be, the way that they might be feeling. So for example, let's say like, um, uh, you want this song to f- make somebody feel loved or to make somebody feel, you know, excited or comfortable. Maybe then you'll picture them, picture them driving in a car with their windows down, listening to the music. And then you can start just to kind of visualizing, you know, the, the setting and that's, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to talk about branding music in a way that a lot of people talk about it because I think that a lot of people kind of get it wrong. And especially when you're a musician, you know, branding music is so much a part of you. Your brand is so much a part of you as an, as an individual. So it really you really have to be comfortable with who you are first before you can start branding or you start branding too early. And uh, there's kind of a disconnect there.
0: So when you see branding go wrong what does that often look like in practice like when you when you see artists making branding mistakes are there any common themes that you see come up time and time again
1: well the common theme is it's an interesting question the common theme is having absolutely no idea what to do you know (laughs) Um, because until you know like who you are the mark that you want to make on the world you know the mission that you want you to accomplish with your music, why you do it in the first place, you know, you start to try to fit into other people's molds or following other people's advice instead of kind of looking to yourself to make those decisions, kind of like we were talking about earlier. And then, you know, because of that, you know, it doesn't come from you. It's a projection of other people's opinions, you know what I mean? And people can sense that, you know, they can sense that there's a disconnect there. And it creates a lot of, I guess, internal conflicts and insecurity. You don't feel confident, you know what I mean? So it's really important to kind of figure out first how you want your music to impact people and then start thinking about okay how can I translate that to visual, you know, visual images and graphics and things like that.
0: Do you find that that branding process changes looks different for artists than it would for say branding a business?
1: Yes, it does because um you know, I was watching a, I'm a big Beatles fan. Like I love the Beatles and I love their store, but also as a musician, like the first they, you know, I just love the Beatles. I love hearing musicians say the first time they heard, heard the Beatles, it changed their life and all this stuff. And, you know, just as a musician, being able to influence people, just a fraction of the way that they had, you know, would just be unbelievable. So when people compare branding music to branding a business, have you ever seen pictures of like Beatlemania you know,
0: or oh, where, and the, where the fans are just going them. nuts and yeah. Know, like women are yeah. fainting and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now have you ever seen people screaming and waiting in line for like a McDonald's hamburger or a <laughs> Starbucks coffee? <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like, so people like, like to compare like branding to like companies like Apple or Starbucks or McDonald's. And like, yeah, that's, it's not, that's not a good comparison. Cause it's just totally different. Like musicians, um, have a direct connection with their brand in a way that is totally different than a business or a product ever could, because it's a different relationship between the people who hear it and the people who create it. You know, music is way more powerful. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit, it's a little bit different.
0: So do you have any insight on how that difference should influence how an artist should build their brand versus, you know, avoiding trying to build it like a business's brand? Is it, does like, does is, is building that fan connection a big part of it and making sure that your brand helps facilitate that connection, that Beatlemania kind of relationship you want to have with your fans?
1: Well, I think it's, you just want to be aware that music has a stronger impact on people than, you know, product a product does. So you want to focus on how your music is going to impact people and how you want it to impact people. Right? So <clears throat> I think a cool thing too about music is that, you know, how we were talking about earlier on the call is that, You know, you don't typically want any more, at least to do one album every two years or whatever. You want to do like individual song launches at a time. And I think when a lot of people talk to me about branding, especially artists, they think they're, they're really reluctant to do it because they're paralyzed by fear, right? Because they're afraid that branding is all about doing one thing. You know, they have to do one thing over and over and over again, like business. And they're paralyzed because they don't want to do that. And they're like, what if I get it wrong? You know what I mean? What if I pick the wrong thing? I'm going to be stuck with something that doesn't represent me that I don't like. So instead of making a decision on one thing, they're they're they're, they got analysis paralysis because they think that they got to get it right. So branding music is, 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 is not uh, a static thing. It's dynamic. Right. And it changes over time with the artist, just like the music changes. um, You create different styles, different genres. Um, Branding does too. So you can brand every album differently just kind of got to do it uh, intentionally.
0: And you spoke about the importance earlier of ensuring that your brand helps build real connections with your fans. I'd love to pull that conversational thread a little more because I think artists are always asking me how can I get closer to my fans? How can I establish real connections with my fans that seem authentic and say not the you know connection that a business has with its customer? Have you seen any examples of things that artists have done that have really worked to build a real authentic connection with their fans?
1: Yeah. So I was, I was on a plane traveling, uh, flying from Vietnam to Thailand. And there was this you know the cheesy magazines that all the airlines have where they're basically ads promoting the you know the airline all this stuff oh yeah and i never read them right (laughs) um but this one time you know i did i was on the plane and i was like you know why not so i picked it up started thumbing through it and i opened up to the to this article about uh macklemore and it was about how macklemore started and how he because he came up in seattle on the streets of seattle and he became you know huge grammy award-winning artist and He was saying that the reason why he has such a connection with his fans is because he tells stories. And that is something that is um, constant in all of the branding um, is there's a cohesion between the emotion in the music and a story. And the reason that's important is because, you know, sound is abstract. So what you have to do is to make it understandable is you have to create context with the story. And that way other people can start seeing themselves in it. And then when you start, when you, when you apply story, you can start applying images because you're like, oh, well, this, this is a song about me when I was, you know, a kid playing on a tire swing, All right? So then you can create a piece of mer- merchandise off of that. You can create a music video off of that. You can do a post off of that. You can tell that story. And then, you know, oh, I'm listening to that song. And, you know, I used to play on a tire swing when I was a kid. You know what I mean? That's just an example, but that's kind of what you need to do to kind of create um, Um, emotional connection with people through the music. It's kind of like a, you know, like a soundtrack for, for memories if you want. But, uh, that is definitely the thing that, that is, is a consistent theme is tying those relationships and the the music that way.
0: That's so awesome. And now I'm just sort of doing the Macklemore discography in my head and being like, yeah, they all are kind of stories, aren't they? (laughs) That's cool. Um, before we do the last question that we do with you, Greg, I did notice, uh, I was looking at your articles that you have on musicianmonster.com, and one of the articles that I thought was, uh, that just caught my eye was one you titled, Why Are Musicians Always Broke? And so I just need to ask you, why are musicians always broke? Uh, Talk about that for us if you could.
1: Yeah, so this the story behind this article is that I was reading a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and he did a really good job of defining the difference between why people make money and why people don't. And to, to start that uh, explanation, he defined the difference between an asset and a liability. And he said, poor people buy liabilities. And a liability is something that takes money out of your pocket. And he said, rich people or people who make money purchase or focus on building assets. And an asset is something that puts money in your pocket. So the reason musicians are always broke is because we buy assets. is We buy liabilities instead of building assets. So money's always coming out of our pocket. So, and I'd say that to say, you know, like, uh, you can create something, but if you don't try to focus on how is that thing that I create going to put money in my pocket, then it's just, it's just a liability. You know, you get the satisfaction of creating it, but unless you create a vehicle for, you know, uh, finan- ways to be compensated financially for that as well, you know,
0: that's interesting. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of rich dad poor dad. So I'm glad you brought that up. I, I enjoyed that book a lot. Um, and you know that is a big theme of it is the idea of, you know, like if you buy a car, a car is usually a liability. It doesn't go up in value. Whereas if you buy property, like real estate, that you know that's an asset. You know, provided that you're you know renting it out so that it can you know create passive income for you. So you know, if I'm a musician and I'm trying to get myself in the creating an asset and not just buying more liabilities mindset, you know, I think of things like investing in the music I make and the instruments I buy and the equipment I get. And as you noted in your answer, those things can be an asset or a liability depending on how I use them and what mindset I have. So are you saying that when you, when you, invest in these things, whether it's your original content or the equipment you buy or the things you have in your career, you need to have the right, right mindset of using these things with a real plan to make you money so that they don't just become yes. liabilities on your ledger. Right. Wow. Um, excellent, excellent stuff. So I, uh, I, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I love learning more about branding and I think you know, creating a strong connection between your branding and your music and your branding and your fans and you and your fans is critical to your success as an indie artist. If you check out musicianmonster.com listeners, you can get a free download of Greg's music branding cheat sheet at musicianmonster.com slash brand and there's so many great articles and resources and services on that website you can get lost in all the great stuff that's there at musicianmonster.com Greg it has been a treat talking to you before we let you go do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward yep
1: focus on building assets
0: that's it that's <laughs> Short awesome. and sweet, man. <laughs> so, so important. Uh, Greg Wilna, everybody. Check him out at musicianmonster.com. Greg, it's been such a treat. Thank you so much. Don't be a stranger. We'd love to have you on again real soon. You rock, dude. Thanks, man. You rock. Thank you all for listening to the Break the Business mm-hmm. podcast.